0: win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's the Ringer's Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in DC and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com.
0: There's no better feeling than a personal win and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that.
1: To the ringers, Billy special, Shield Kapadia joined by Ben Solak and Ace producer, Cliff Augustine. I was going to call this the funeral, but you know what? We had the funeral. We had the funeral after that Cardinals game. Yeah. We knew what was coming. You knew what was coming. Everybody who has watched this team over the last six weeks or so knew what was coming. You might have held out that little, maybe a 5% in your head that said the Bucks aren't that good. Maybe they'll rally. Maybe they got something inside of them. No, 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 no. This team is exactly who you thought they were, who you knew they were. Lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks, 32-9 to in a pathetic, lifeless effort that could have wide-ranging ramifications. Maybe even by the time you listen to this podcast, we will get into all of it. Ben Sola, how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, dead man walking was dead. That's the headline, right? I I entered the game with no expectations and my expectations were met. I'm sorry for anyone who, like, you know, after the Cardinals game, after the Giants game, was like, I'm done with this team. And then over the course of the week, talked themselves back into it. I get it. I've been there. But this one, I was safe. I was safe the whole time. Never at any point was I like, yeah, but maybe if they do this and they do that, then this and everything. Honestly, the the only experience I had was when the Bucs, it was like 16 to 9 for so long and the Bucs wouldn't score. And I was like, the Eagles are going to win this 17 to 16. I'm going to be so furious. Like, I wasn't even like belief in the team. It was just, I believe they're going to win and I'm going to have to do this for another week. They, they, um, this was a wild card game. This was the ESPN Monday Night Football, primetime Monday Night Football, with Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, football playoff game. And by 11 minutes in the second quarter, Troy Aikman's like, man, the Eagles don't want to be here. Like, you think Troy Aikman wants that? You think ESPN wants that? You think, like, oh, they want to do the sort of coverage? No. They wanted to cover an Eagles team defending NFC champion, fighting for their lives, five seed, going to go earn themselves a rematch against the 49ers. Well, they wouldn't, the Packers, go play the Lions. Like, like, here we go. Like, they wanted juice. And and Aikman doesn't want to go there. Joe Buck doesn't want to be up there just doing, like, a missed tackles highlight. And then and do, then doing a drops reel highlight for the Bucks afterward. That's a week eight nonsense, right? Like this the to have that quickly in the game the storyline become, oh, the Eagles just don't have any interest in been in performing tonight. It is a testament to how quickly and how poorly they performed. Because because I guarantee you ESPN wanted to make the saying, and it was like a one possession game for most of the game, right? Like 10 to 3, 13 to 3, 16 to 9. Like it was not like it was the, the blowout was immediate and obvious, but that was the coverage right away. It was just, oh, the Eagles have lost five of the last six, and they're about to lose six of the last seven. It was so apparent, by the way, the team walked out on snap one on offense and on defense, that they, they were just there to get four quarters in and then get, get, get out of here. They knew the season was dead, and it was just their job to put the nail in the coffin, and they did. One, two, three, Cancun.
1: One, two, three. Maybe the, maybe the biggest one, two, three, Cancun performance by uh, Eagles team. I can remember honestly. I'm trying to draw comparisons. I'm trying to go to you know uh, li- little kid shield watching these eagles. What and you know what? Nine. This could be this generation's or or some generations version of the 1994 Eagles. 1994. Now it's different, but that team started out seven and two, lost seven straight, finished the season seven and nine. I remember eleven year old shield watching those games with dad, going out to pick up dinner after loss after loss. After loss after loss, listening to sports talk radio as the team just collapsed with Rich Kotite before they fired him at the end of the season. Uh, I don't want to come on a you know a Philly special pod and be given flowers to Aikman, but I thought he had an outstanding call and was honest in every bit of his yeah. assessment of this Eagles team. I mean, he said at one point. I mean, think about think about how guarded announcers are in what they say. Troy Aikman said, "It's a defeated team." And they were when they came in.
0: Like, yeah. that is, yeah. I mean, that's, you don't I, hear the hot announcers read this say week, that. The hot read this week, I'm leading with the Eagles, and that's my opening line. Because the moment he said, it, I was like, that's it. That's yeah. it right there. Like that, it, That's the season summarized. Like, oh, they showed up and just not, not here at all. I mean,
1: they, yeah, like, yeah, I never, I basically will never say, a, you know, a team quit or an athlete quit because just from like, I think individually, that's not it. But you, you can just tell a team when a team has no belief no answers uh, and no hope of doing anything. And you're right. I mean, it was kind of frustrating. Like th- this team wanted to be put out of its misery so bad. And the Bucks just kind of wouldn't let them. They're settling for field goals. Mm-hmm. It's 16 to 3. Then you have that stretch of what felt like 40 possessions where the Bucs would drive into Eagles territory, take a sack, punt. Eagles would take over inside their own 10. Bucks would drive into Eagles territory, <laughs> take a sack, and it just went over and over again. So uh, We don't even have to talk too much uh, about the game. I, I, I think everyone knows what happened in the game. Well, I mean, we can get to some stuff if we want to. We all know what the big question is here. And it, it's a bad job by me as the host to go five minutes without even bringing it up because this is all about by the time you listen to this podcast, is Nick Siriani still the Eagles head coach? We, we've mm-hmm. batted around this question, Ben, for. A month now, first saying, no, I mean, come on, it would have to get really bad. I mean, look at his record the last two years they went to the Super Bowl, to then being like, well, you know, it's gotten kind of bad, but still, I mean, they're they're not going to, like, the most likely scenario is, and I just said this last week, I just said the most likely scenario is they make changes to the coaching staff, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, with input from Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. Ben, I, I don't think that Nick Sirianni survives this. That, that is my gut feeling. That is not reporting yep. anything like that. That is my gut feeling as of 1143 Eastern uh, on Monday night, because this is not about what has Nick Sirianni done. He, he, he has a three-year stretch. They've gotten in the playoffs three years. They've gotten to a Super Bowl. We know his record. He's won, what, almost 70% uh, of his games. However, That's not what this is going to be about. History shows us with Jeffrey Lurie, with Harry Roseman, it's not about what did you do, do you deserve to stay. It's about are you able to get this team back to the Super Bowl? Are you the right person to get this team back to the Super Bowl? And look at the evidence here, Solak. We got a team that has lost 6 of 7 down the stretch. Uh, A team that started out 10 and 1, lost the division, embarrassed themselves in games against Johnny Gantz. Against a Giants team that is completely dysfunctional. Against a Tampa Bay Bucs team that is completely mediocre. A disastrous decision at defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. No answers on offense. You said it well last week. Every freaking game is the same. The bl- I mean, they were hammering the point with the Blitz today. Peyton Manning was frustrated on the Manning cash. Troy, I mean, these former quarterbacks are watching this. Jay Gruden was tweeting... During Jay Gruden's out here tweeting. Jay Gruden's out here tweeting. Me. Every single person. Kevin Agandi, friend of the show, is tweeting. Friend of the show. Everybody's looking at this, going, "How? How can this be the design of the offense of the passing game? How can they be be getting blitzed uh, and not have answers for it?" So you add all those things up. Jeffrey Lurie's going to look at this as a team that has underachieved, and we can get to the talent issues. There are talent issues, but he's going to look at this as a team that is massively underachieved. He's going to look at this as a coaching staff that has had Six to seven weeks to find answers like this didn't just happen. This has been happening. And he's going to say, you know what? I'm getting older. I want to get back to the Super Bowl. Is this the best person to get this team back to the Super Bowl? This isn't a rebuilding thing. They need to win right now. They are going to believe in their heads. They have a roster that can win right now. They're going to look at teams like the Packers uh, and the Rams and the Lions and all the other teams this weekend where you say, wow, that was a pretty offensive performance. And they're going to look at their Garbanzo beans, offensive scheme. And they're going to say, do we really think if we change some assistants up and some coordinators up that this is going to be the guy to get us back to the Super Bowl? And so I came to that realization about eight minutes ago. I said, I think that's how they're going to think about this. And I think it's going to be clumsy. And maybe I'm, I might be wrong.
0: As of this point, I think Nick Sirianni's out of here. Yeah. What do you think? So if it were I, which okay, actually for more important story to begin with, I messaged Cliff at the top of the show because I forgot to ask if we need to if we're on the local angle and if I need to look at the camera or whatever. And Cliff didn't respond. And then <laughs> in the chat while you were talking about Sirianni being fired, Cliff got in the chat and said, no, sir, he can't be back. And still has not responded to my question about producing <laughs> <this, laughs> the show. So Cliff, Cliff's on message. Okay, Cliff is dialed in on what's important right now. Cliff is, is a very is
1: reliable responder too. I mean, Cliff, I would put him in yeah. like my ninety fifth percentile yeah. of people he's, who he's will an always an get back. He's an elite production them.
0: responder, but yeah. right now it's just seeing red. He's got one. He's got blinders on, like a horse in a race. He's Got one uh, one target in his sight in the scope. and That's Sirianni.
2: Go ahead, Cliff. Cliff just signed on. Can I explain to y'all what happened real quick? So I saw yeah. ben, I saw Ben's message. It says, Cliff, is there a local angle? Do I need to be looking at the camera? I said, no, sir. <laughs> all caps, responding to Ben's Oh! Camera. That's what okay. What all right, okay. okay. Right away. That wasn't about no, I, sir. Yeah. about stereotypes. I okay, redact
0: exactly. my comment about yeah. my question so, going so on I like your version all caps better so much. Yeah,
2: so the next message yeah. was when Shield came in and he was like, <laughs> He was like, um, hey, is Sirianni going to be back? I said, he can't be back. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, 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 listen. listen. I'm going to just give you all something <laughs> brief real quick, right? As a diehard Eagles fan, Philadelphian, somebody that grew up here, somebody that takes pride in the city, what I saw was just a team that just gave up. We don't do that here in Philly. Nick Sirianni, a guy that clearly can't coach, clearly doesn't have the team together, a quarterback, that essentially gave up on the coaching staff because you saw it on the sideline. He looked dejected the whole entire time. The defense looked horrible. Nick Morrow still stinks. Zach Cunningham still can't cover any space. The DBs are awful. They can't tackle. James Barry clearly is a waste of money. Listen, man, just fire everybody at this point, bro. Like, just restart. There's a bunch of coaches out there. Call up Bill Belly. You know what I mean? Call up Pete Carroll. Call up whoever you oh, want. Oh, man, if I
0: if I have to do shield Bill Belichick content on Eagles Pod as well as <laughs> National Pod, that's going to be a long season.
2: It, call, call up Bill Belly. Call up whoever you got on your phone. Call Ben Johnson, it. whoever. Just call somebody that can call an offense or rally the troops. This guy, Nick Syrian, is a fraud, okay? Listen, it was cool when he was wearing little it was cool when he was wearing the little t-shirts. It was cool that he was one with the city. It was cool he was showing love to everybody, he was showing love to all the legends. But that ran his course. This guy can no longer be back. If I'm being honest, he might as well just hang out in Tampa and St. Pete. It's a couple of nice little beaches over there. You can go hang out over there by the little tiki bar in St. Pete. I've been down there before. It's nice, man. It's 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 some few girls over there too. So look, man, like. Just go. <laughs> just, just, just go hang out over there, have fun, because I'm sure as hell you're going to get a million different looks on that plane. So Nick Sirianni, he need the boot. I'm sorry. It's over for him. We need to get a new coach, get some new blood in here. It's a wrap. That was one of the most embarrassing. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed to be an Eagles fan right now. Honestly, I, I have a Philadelphia Eagles shirt on me right now. I, I, I want to take this off. Like, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Just, that was disgraceful. We don't do that here in right. Philly. So, therefore, Sirianni needs to the boot. There you go. I like right. it. All so right. So, Yeah. what do you think?
0: So, I that my cliff story yeah. on the Sirianni topic. Yeah. The what I, I would walk into the exit interview kind of on, I wouldn't know exactly what I wanted to do uh, with, with Sirianni. But if I were in the exit interview, I would really want to ask him, like, as an ownership, I would be like, okay, so like. We lost six of our last seven, right? We lost back to back games against NFC contenders in the Niners and the Cowboys. We lost them big, uh. So we started to like spiral. We started like enter a tailspin, right? Like that happened. When did you notice it? What did you do to slow it down? What did you do to get us out of it? And why didn't it work? Because I in 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 writing the Eagles autopsy this this evening, I realized it's not just that they like collapsed it's that they went into utter freefall. at no point did anything get better ever like even the the one Giants win in the middle of all the nonsense even like nobody felt good about that win at all no. that was that was one of the worst wins ever And oh and they made mistakes and, and then they had the turnover and it was going back into it and AJ Brown's still unhappy and whatever uh, uh no n- not a single coach nor leader from my outside perspective which is as wholly incomplete but from my outside perspective, did something that meaningfully slowed down the fall, slowed down the collapse, right? Jason Kelsey or, or Jalen Hurts or, or Brandon Graham or Lane Johnson or Fletcher Cox or AJ Brown or or, or Nick Sirianni or Brian Johnson or Matt Patricia or Sean Desai or uh, uh, Harry Roseman. Who at, at what at what point did did the the downward trajectory like seem like oh maybe it's gonna level out? Like oh maybe this will save us. Like that that's what the Patricia thing was supposed to be, right? It was supposed to be okay, we're in a bit of a tailspin, this will pull us out. It never happened, not once, and and that's what I would want to know in order to like evaluate Sirianni altogether.
1: Yeah, I think you know, I, I think knowing Jeffrey Lurie's ownership style, like I think he probably has answers to a lot of those questions already. This is not someone who just sits back and lets the season uh, play out. You know, previously he had literally weekly meetings where he would be able to ask those questions uh, to the coaches. Now, I think he stopped that, uh, is my understanding, with Nick Sirianni. But certainly, you know, Sirianni has said it. They're in constant uh, communication about mm-hmm. these things. So he's like plugged in. Like, he's out there. I mean, just there were photos last week. He's out there right. at practice. He's we had the, the,
0: uh, the he's going to get more involved in football ops report, which is usually the coaching staff is going to change report.
1: Yes. Yeah, there, there have been a couple interesting uh, pieces of reporting. That was one by uh, Jeff McLean of The Inquirer, who said he's been you know, hearing that Jeffrey Lurie has been more involved in football stuff. Recently also reported, uh, which was interesting, that Howie Roseman put Matt Patricia on Nick Sirianni's radar and that yeah. Matt Patricia, I, th- I think his report was that had like an office near Howie Roseman, which, you know, like rubbed some people um, the wrong way. For whatever that's worth, I'm sure we're going to get more reporting on that. And then uh, our friend of the pod, Tim McManus, reporting today in a piece for ESPN.com that Sirianni has acknowledged that he'll step in to overrule a call on occasion, uh, as he did on a critical third and long play against the Commanders. Uh, And then he, he wrote, the line is blurred enough that some offensive players don't know for sure who is calling the plays and when, a team source said. Love that. Love that. That Um, feels great for me. I mean, come on. Everything about this screams. I mean, I'm just sorry. It screams utter incompetence, like from like like a coach who has no answers uh, to anything right now. And, And I don't want to diminish what he's done. He's gotten the Eagles to a Super Bowl. There have been, what, four coaches in franchise history who have gotten the team to a Super Bowl. They've won a lot of games with Nick Sirianni. It's not about that. It's about, man, you had a couple months here. To fix or like you said show some signs it didn't have to be perfect you could have still lost in the wild card round but it could have looked different it could have felt different and that certainly yeah. uh that has not been the case at all and again this is a team they had a bottom 10 schedule according to dvoa we talked about that gauntlet they also had cupcake city with commanders Giants, yeah. Cardinals, Patriots, Jets. It even out. To a, they lost. Y- yeah, it, it got to a spot where they had a bottom. T- they were relatively healthy. I know they didn't have A.J. Brown in this game. They've been relatively healthy. So the name I've got on my radar, and thank you to some of you, because when I asked um, in a previous episode, like, you know, are there any uh, comps or is there any precedent for this type of thing? Uh, I think some of you emailed me with John Fox. And so I was doing some digging in the fourth quarter here. Um, John Fox with the Denver Broncos. Ben. And I forgot this, uh, quite honestly. I forget everything. I'm an old man. But 2012 to 2014 with the Denver Broncos, they go 38-10 and in the regular season. Two 13-win seasons, one 12-win season. They get to a Super Bowl. They get blown out by the Seahawks. And John Elway and ownership look at it, and they say, and this wasn't right after the Super Bowl. This was the year after. They look at it, and they say, uh, you know what? He's not the best. Coach for our team right now. Actually, no. I think that was right after the Super Bowl. Yeah, 2014 um, would have would have been the Super Bowl.
0: I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so So,
1: 2013 would have been. They lost the Super Bowl. So then he comes back. He coaches 2014, and they
0: lose. And they lose in the playoffs, which is the calendar year 2015. Which the playoffs happening in not the calendar year of the season is the most like. I I, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone, and it's happening to me, and it's terrible.
1: Yeah, but John Elway and ownership (laughs) decide. For the talent we have on this roster, uh, we're underachieving with Peyton Manning, and we need a different coach. And John Fox goes to Chicago, and they hire Gary Kubiak. So I think that is one comp that is somewhat similar here to what you could potentially see with the Eagles and Siri. So what do you think? So I'll just just right now, your gut, I'm handing you a hundred dollar bill. Uh, do you think Nick Sirianni uh, bet one way or the other? Is Nick Sirianni back as the Eagles head coach?
0: I think he's not. I think if The combined weight of Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Pete Carroll were not available, I think I would guess that he is back. But I would not be surprised if they go and they they say to themselves, this is a, a richer crop of available coaches than we previously believed it would be. Oh, man, and according to them,
1: sell. I can just pick. I yeah. can hear their words selling that yeah. in a press conference.
0: There's nothing I love more than when I when I like say like they're gonna say this, and you're immediately like, yeah, like that. <laughs> that is that. That's a classic Howie Roseman line, right? Um, which like, how much is Pete interested in moving to Philadelphia, and restarting? I don't. I don't know. think F- he would even
1: be on their radar. Does I, Bill Belichick? I mean, Belichick, work Belichick with a is general like, manager yeah.
0: like Howie Roseman, where Roseman has so much control. Over the uh over the the front office and the coaching staff and everything like that doesn't seem like it would work for me at all. Vrabel, I mean, there was a whole power struggle there, and also I'm not sure Vrabel is a huge fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, who currently employ AJ Brown. Like there's I, there I. That oh, he maybe would love to coach three... JJ Brown again, but yeah, I, right. all The I, other I, stuff I, is a little
1: tricky. The analytics—he's yeah. a defensive coach. I just think the general, like kind of you
0: know, strutting of the Philadelphia Eagles after achieving the AJ Brown trade might turned Mike Vrabel off a <laughs> little bit to the franchise. <laughs> yeah. But you don't know these things, right? Um, and then obviously there are the, the good offensive young names that Cliff mentioned and in the interviews and what have you. Obviously, the last few times the Eagles have done this, if it landed up on like their fifth option, so I, right. if they're in there because they're like, well, we can land Vrabel. I would encourage them to consider the coaches they've previously attempted to land and the lack of success they've had in doing so. Um, but Eileen, lean, yeah, he's gone. It's a 55, 45 thing for me right now.
1: All right. Take a break. We'll come back, talk about a few other things that have to do with this Eagles team and the weeks ahead. All right. We're back on the ringers Philly special. It's, I, I I. just want to be clear. I'm not this is not like an emotional, like they just lost it. Like this is uh, like, uh, I I, really been cooking. Th- I think I'll feel the same way 24 hours from now, 48 hours from now yeah. about what I think they're going, what I think they're going to do now. I could be wrong. Maybe they sit back, they take a breather and say, we don't want to look like a franchise that, you know, gets rid of these coaches so quickly. And then this isn't going to be a great place to work because coaches aren't going to want to come here when they win this many games. That's my thing,
0: which we chat about this a lot. And I think you and I are a little bit separate on this in terms of like how nice the Eagles job is. I would Mm -hmm. not want to work the the Eagles job if I were a head coach. Just because of the the fact that they've shown that that when it comes, when we underperform, I'm getting fired, not the GM. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Yeah, the GM gets to influence my coaching staff, which I'm not into. And also, if I make the Super Bowl, I might get fired the next season. I, 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 thank you. I will go take the Raiders job, and I'll go hang out in Vegas for four years. Thank you. Very nice. Appreciate it. Great.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? You're, yeah, you're not wrong about that. You've said that before. I did push back. I mean, I do think there are appealing aspects to the Eagles job, and it depends on the candidate. You're right. If you're like a Ben Johnson, and you're like, I want to go somewhere for, and I, and if things work out, be there for eight to 10 years. If you're Bill Belichick and you're like, I want to stack up some wins in like the next three years after that, who cares? I might be, I'm going to be coaching Navy, uh, Navy football or something. Then maybe it's more attractive. This is a very, again, I, ha- I can't reiterate this enough. This is a different, if they move on from Sirianni, this is a different spot for the franchise than at any point since Jeffrey Lurie's bought the team and has been looking for a head coach. Andy Reid, you were building from the ground up with Donovan McNabb. Chip Kelly, you had just had a 4-12 season with Andy Reid. You you didn't have a quarterback. You weren't ready to win. Doug Peterson, again, that's Andy Reid, part two. All right, we're drafting a quarterback in Carson Wentz. Let's build it up. Nick Sirianni. That, that's more like Chip Kelly. They didn't know. They they had no idea. They didn't think the team was going to be good right away under Nick right. Sirianni. They didn't think they had a quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Now they're looking at this, and the whole reason for firing Sirianni will be because they believe they have a Super Bowl-caliber roster and that it is underachieving and that he's not the guy to get them there. So It really is interesting when you consider if they move on, who would they look for because I think it really would be different then the types of not, not the types of candidates necessarily, but it, it really would be we want someone who can come in. Remember, they called so this was this was so funny. They called Nick, they, they broadcast on their website the call to Nick Sirianni, and Jeffrey Lurie said something like, We're excited for the coach you are, but more importantly, the coach you can become. It was such a telling comment of how they right. view head coaches right. and what they thought of Syria. They were like, We can groom this guy. This isn't someone who's going to come in and be yanking power left and right. I mean, no one else has even interviewed the guy. We're just going to bring him in and, you know, we're going to give him players and we're going to tell him, you know, some of our lessons and we're going to groom him. And honestly, like, hey, it's been like this has been a better than expected three year run. But that's important to remember. That's what they were looking for the last time. That won't be what they're looking for here. Who would you, if they called you up and said, Ben, we know you're like a diehard Eagles fan, you want nothing more for this team to win the Super Bowl uh, between us, you can't report this this is off the record, we're moving on from which Nick, they should by the way Yeah, uh, we're we're mo- five, 7 0 no. we're moving on from <laughs> Nick Sirianni. Um, if you had to give us one coach that can get us a freaking Lombardi in the next three years who should we go out and hire money is no object, who do you got?
0: Uh, Mike it's McDonald t-
1: I put you on the spot oh that's
0: interesting,
1: right. really? But the thing is, when, okay. when was the last
0: time they hired a defensive head coach.
1: That's true. I don't think Although, i I will say this. I will say this. They love John Harbaugh. is my understanding. And so if it's someone, i, I could all. I could actually see that. you know what? If there is a defensive coach, I think he would be they would look at him as an innovative, defensive mind who's worked under Harbaugh. Uh, and, and maybe, yeah. I mean, they would have, this is the Ravens defensive
0: coordinator, by the way, we should say we yeah. didn't clarify who That's he was right. for, for, We're not just an Eagles extra point taken here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if he had a plan for who he would bring in as an offensive coordinator, I don't think that would be their preference, a defensive guy, but if there were a defensive guy, that would be it. Okay. All right. That's an interesting, uh, yeah. interesting
0: I, there's there. a lot of good names. Like I, I, the, it's a, it's a rich class. Like I wouldn't mind Dave Canales. who was the guy who was calling offensive plays uh, tonight for the Buccaneers, which like he's very unknown. So you got to, I don't out, see a still. move
1: like that <laughs> happening. I mean, just yeah. some like like that's too inexperienced, rapid like rapid rise. Like I, I don't think it would be um, someone like that. But yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, there is a wide range of candidates from old grizzled Bill Belichick to young up and comer Mike McDonald to uh, to Ben John. I mean, there there are like a Ben Johnson there, would be elite.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the the thing like I said like okay. I think this is a bad job, right? I said that for sure. Like in my opinion, like, I I don't I wouldn't like this job if I were a head coach. The thing that makes it good and that's kind of unique is is the case that you have existing in your hand right now, a franchise young franchise quarterback in Jalen Hurts, right? If you have that, then you then this is a this that that's the number one thing a job can have. It's the number one value a job can bring, right? It's okay, you don't have to figure out a quarterback. We've already got it figured out. That's unbelievable. That's a huge advantage. Is it true? This was not like, you know, I I, I don't think Hertz was healthy for much of the year. And so it's hard to say like, okay, whatever. But he was worse this year than he was last year. And that worries me. I I think you can still very easily, over the last two years, be like, no, this is a good franchise quarterback. Like, you want to come here. We have a franchise quarterback in hand. You want a mobile quarterback? Like, he's great. And you can still make that argument. But if I were the the offensive head coach, I was Ben Johnson. And you're like, let's be a franchise quarterback. It's going to be great. My first question is like, okay, can I learn a little more about that knee? Because I... Didn't like the guy I saw running the football for much of the season.
1: Yeah, I think the roster would be appealing. It's one of thirty-two jobs. I think ownership is good. Uh, So I think there are things that are attractive about it. But you laid out things that are not attractive. And let's get to it because you know you you mentioned hurts. I mean, this season changes everything uh, uh, about a few different aspects with this team. Like Mm -hmm. it changes everything with how you view state of the franchise, you know, I thought this was going to be after that Super Bowl last year. I thought, all right, this is going to be a run of sustained success they have not had since Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb. I don't think that is the case right now. It has to change how you view Jalen Hurts. And I know you were kind of tiptoeing I'm, around I'm it glad there. you said and, it. Yeah, when and I, I say understand, it, I get yeah, yelled I understand. Yeah. I was just going to say, you tiptoed around it because when you say something, I know uh, you get crushed. I mean, I don't know how this doesn't change how you view Jalen Hurts. Did everybody watch mm-hmm. Jordan Love? And CJ Stroud this weekend. Good ball fires. I- I'll tell you what, as somebody who's going to be writing the trade value rankings, Jalen Hurts is taking a dip on that bad boy, and other quarterbacks are mm-hmm. going, boop, right past him on a smaller body of work. I mean, I don't know how you can look at this. Now, I will say, I don't, I think that I, I, if I'm doing the blame game and doing the blame pie, coaching staff has been garbanzo beans. Everybody, can absolutely, see it. number one. This is absolutely. a terrible scheme, design, no answers. They did not put the quarterback in position to succeed. Having said that, the quarterback regressed. He had stretches, I thought, where he played really well. He had stretches where he didn't play really well. And maybe most disappointing is just like we were everybody and I was sold on it. You were everybody. The intangibles of a Jalen Hurts, the leadership of a Jalen Hurts. Where was that? During this slide, I mean, I'm not privy to everything that's happening behind the scenes, and I don't need him to be rah-rah on the sidelines or anything like that, but you would hope that at some point when a team is fading the way this team was fading, that the quarterback with the intangibles and the work ethic and the leadership, who was just paid over $50 million per year last offseason, would be able to be a, a presence that brings everyone together and says, hey, we need to get this fixed. We've got everyone here to get this fixed. Here's what we're going to do. And here's how it's going to happen. And to my knowledge, none of that happened. So he he needs to take a hit uh, for that, in my opinion. That's part of being a franchise quarterback, especially one like him, where he was getting praised for all this stuff last year like we can't have praised him for all that last year and then when adversity yeah. strikes this is what it looks like this year so that has to be disappointing for you even if you are the biggest Jalen Hurts fan and I think I've been more positive on Hurts than probably most people that has to be disappointing for you uh from this season so Hurts changes how you view Hurts changes how you view the state of the organization obviously changes how you view Nick Sirianni I mean we just went over that but last one has to change how you you know Howie Roseman wow just drafting Georgia players and and saying, oh, we're lapping the league. <laughs> this drafting's really easy. I guess that didn't work too well. Huh? when you're trading for Kevin Byer. and everyone, oh, Howie did it again. Howie season. Well, how did that work out? I mean, look at this defensive roster. It freaking sucks. They got they got nobody and the guys they do have underachieved. So I don't want to hear about any of that anymore uh either because I, I know some of you probably listened to the first whatever it was 30 minutes of the show and go how can you not be talking about the personnel and i think it's offense defense it's a very clean split defense to me personnel sucked and the coaching sucked offense personnel i could name half the i could name 10 to 12 offensive coaches that would have done more probably more than that honestly that would have done much more with this offensive group than uh this current group of coaches did so uh, yeah I don't know where where do you stand on all those things. I just yelled yeah. for like so, twenty minutes.
0: No, which was good. Uh, the hurts at the thing. No matter who the offensive brain trust is next season, Nick Sirianni plus Ben Johnson, or plus Brian Johnson, Nick Sirianni, minus plus Brian Johnson, plus a new OC, Brian Johnson, plus a new head coach, all new offensive coach. I have, doesn't matter. The number one thing that is the priority. If I'm ownership and I'm listing out my priorities for 2024, what do I need to see different? it's uh this offensive structure has to change it has been solved right like it's like completely
1: not tweaked not a debt that's why the whole senior offensive advisor no no no, no. you need to like this needs to be torn down and built up yeah
0: like it's it's the idea of like like in math there's like solved games or solved puzzles this is like this is a solved like like stem to stern front to bottom the 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 nfl defensive solution to jalen Hurts in this offense is established it's clear it, you can you can blitz him. You can mush rush him. He's going to freak out in the pocket. He's going to become uncomfortable. You're going to get him to roll out. They're going to cut the field in half. The lack of routes in this offense, the, the, the variety of the route tree, all the vertical stuff, all the isolation stuff, nobody ever crosses the field. There's no actual progressions. It's, it's crazy. Sold. Every single defense, if you walk out with the same thing next year, every single defense is going to blitz this offense. On 50% of the dropbacks, which Hurts got blitzed on 54% in this game, he got blitzed by 60%. Both the Wink Martindale games, like they're going to get blitzed. Hurts he, was the third highest blitz quarterback this year. They're just going to do it and do it and do it and do it because it's solved. It's a solved problem. It's done. Okay. So that like, uh, that's the thing on Hertz is the number one priority is we need to create a real offense where this this works for us, right? Like like we 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 can our franchise quarterback can actually run a complex NFL offense. No more of this high school college nonsense, which is what it is roseman the 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 defense at back seven is a joke right you you've reached the point where you you have crossed the rubicon you you cannot spend like this at linebacker and expect to field a real defense and then at cornerback you thought you had it solved you went on the old guys shield told you you're just betting on patrick peterson and shield was right (laughs) you have to turn over the back seven they know that that's going to take time Roseman is a high risk, high reward. He's a high variance general manager. It's always going to be like this, where his bads are so bad. And then his goods, like the Andrew Brown trade, are really good. And so you have to live with the peaks and valleys with him. And that's been the case with him for a decade, decade plus that there's not enough. There's not a lot for me to say about Roseman besides like, yep, clearly bad job on personnel. Because he's not going
1: anywhere. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Lurie and Roseman are the ones yeah. making all the decisions for everything else we're talking about, not to, uh, not to interrupt you. But yeah, I, I felt the same way too. That's why I was like, I don't need to spend too much time on this. Like he's going to be the guy. He, he, this is how the organization is structured. So
0: yeah, two off seasons from now, we're going to be like, wow, those nine Harry Roseman trades and those four Harry Roseman draft picks work. That's part of general managing, right? I think the Eagles for sure have one of the 32 best general managers and you can make a change if you want, but that's hard to do. I think it's a really hard thing to evaluate. When you, got, when you got it right, it's nice to keep it in the building. With that said, because they're so willing to move off of coaches, Roseman, if he survives a, a Sirianni firing, which I would imagine he would this offseason, he will have survived four head coach firings. Reed, Kelly, Peterson, Sirianni. That is, firstly, I want to say unheard of. I'm not positive. I, uh, team I think it is. I think it is right.
1: unprecedented. Although, yes, that I, feels unprecedented. I, I don't unprecedented, know
0: that for sure. Either. Right. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, that's seen. That's known. Again, going back to the head coaching job, the guy like the candidates are going to know I'm saddled with this guy. I'm not getting anybody else besides this guy. And when I leave, he gets to stay. And remember, it's not like, oh, but at least he's a nice dude who I like hanging out with. That's not Roseman's rep in the league. OK, so that 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 is meaningful. That matters
1: yeah I mean it's uh it it's well said i mean it, it is funny it's like I'm just looking at their the Eagles like pro football reference page and it's like you know they had this stretch here uh with Andy Reid from really you know two thousand to two thousand four mainly and then it kind of extended there to two thousand ten and you're seeing all the okay conference championship divisional round Super Bowl they've been to the divisional round uh in back to back years once under Howie Roseman, that was 2017 and 2018. Now, I'm not telling mm. you that Roseman is bad or that the Eagles, like, stick. They've had more success than most franchises in the NFL. They've been to the Super Bowl twice um, in the last, what, eight years or seven years or whatever it is. So uh, I'm not saying that, but it, it, is, it is very much feels like a go up, 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 peak. And come crashing down in very dramatic fashion. I mean, if Sirianni's fired, like this will be too. This will be even with Chip Kelly. I mean, the first year with Chip Kelly, it was like, wow, they're taking the league by yeah. storm. And by year three, disaster. Doug Peterson gets to the Super Bowl three years later. Out of there, uh, Nick Sirianni. We'll see what's to be written. But yeah, they just have not found like, all right, who is that one? And I don't know if it's by design or not. Maybe they should. They just view it this way. We're like, all right, we're not. You know, finding Andy Reed is very difficult. Let's find the guy. Let's ride with him. And when it's no longer effective, let's find the next guy. And we'll put together a good roster and we'll help them. And we'll coach them on the analytics and the in-game decision-making and all the things we believe in. uh, And then we'll put good players and hopefully that can work. I mean, they very well could view it uh, that way. That would not necessarily shock me. All right. I think those are the big questions uh, there. Uh, Jason Kelsey looks like chose not to speak. Reporters, which is uh very yeah. rare, said no guys not today, sorry, according to uh Brooks Kubina from the athletic uh so we'll see I mean, I don't know like i I looked at Jason Kelsey the, those shots of Jason Kelsey on the sideline. I Too don't many he's an emotional yes. guy, he's an emotional guy, he'll think about it, but it would not shock me if that was the last mm-hmm. time we saw Jason Kelsey play a football game I mean this is going to look different next year, regardless, whether it's Sirianni with different coaches, whether it's a different coaching staff, it's going to be different. This is, this is not a team, um, you know, that feels stable. I can't imagine the last two months of the season were very fun for Jason Kelsey, especially when you compare it to last year, he's getting up there He can do whatever he wants. He's building a media empire would not shock me. And and that would really be. Jason Kelsey
0: come in the pod, Jason Kelsey crossover pod.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll get, we, we can definitely, if he retires, I will guarantee we can get Jason Kelsey, uh, on the podcast. My early days as a young buck reporter, uh, we, I, I go back, uh, with Jason Kelsey, you know, I, I tell everybody I was talking to Donna Kelsey, uh, you know, before everybody she was, was trying OG to get to Donna Kelsey her. Okay? Reporter, all right? I, had, I got Donna Kelsey quotes in a Jason Kelsey story from 2019. Now, Oh, she's standing sitting next to Taylor when Swift. You, everyone you, knows you, who she is. You're you know?
0: the one who made Donna realize what the future could be for her in media. That's right. I, I had this wonderful interaction with this young journalist, Joe, I think his name was. He was delightful.
1: (laughs) Ed, Donna. uh, So there you go. Um, Yeah, so that would be, I mean, that would kind of pretty much suck if that's the last, those are the last images of Jason Kelsey. But I don't, you saw him say something to Jeff Stoutland and then like, they kind of embraced there. Stoutland looked a little like I can't believe you're telling I I don't know. We we, we will see. I'm sure yeah, we'll Stoutland looked. No, Stålund right? taken Didn't aback. Seem like I that? thought he did Yeah, too, I yeah. agree. That wasn't just like a hey, thanks for, you know, I love you. The great, you know, I love you whatever. Yeah. It, it wasn't that. It was some, he was saying something that had Stoutland like very much uh engaged there. So we'll see uh Jimmy Kemsky tweets Lane Johnson says I think I have a few good years left. So there you go. Brandon uh, Graham
0: said he wanted to play one more year as a swan song year like he wants like go into it knowing it's a swan song year, which is a very Brandon Graham thing, and I appreciate that.
1: Hey, Brandon, you know what? There weren't a lot of guys out there doing stuff today. Brandon Graham was doing yep. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, by the way, Eagles who showed up. Brandon Graham, Oh, Devontae Smith. Devontae. Oh!
1: Can they DeFonte. make him player slash coach slash GM? Honestly, who do you, tr- if you're an Eagles yeah. fan, who do you, tr- who has a higher approval rating than that guy? Who do you trust more than Devontae Smith? I mean, this guy, if he were on, a, if he were on, think if he were on the Chiefs this year. Honestly, first team all pro, 1700 uh, yards. Yeah. yeah In yeah. the mix. So of the, I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, he yeah. absolutely he's got put
1: top up 10, like top 15 talents. So if he was getting yeah. that volume, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, he must be looking at this offense going, like, seriously? Like, yeah, I need a contract coming up here. Uh, yeah. So yes, Devontae Smith, Brandon Graham, anyone
0: else you want to shout out? Jake <laughs> Elliott, so? nails, Jake. <laughs>
1: Although that was close to the, you know, that one was closer than usual. He didn't quite split it right down the middle.
0: Uh, and just, and just, just, just making the television a little livelier <laughs> for you there, chill. <laughs> just making sure you're enjoying it, that's all. Jake Elliott, good for cinema.
1: I don't know about the injuries, but Dallas Goddard went down in this game. Darius Slay went down in this game. Uh, those are both guys you're going to count on. Next year, because they reject yeah. Slay's contract last year. I can't imagine James Bradbury's back with this team. I don't listen. Holy I know smokes, people Bradbury. are going to rip Bradbury. Uh, I kind of feel for Bradbury when it goes physically. Like, yeah, he he doesn't have it. I mean, he aged. It was kind of predictable that he would age, uh, and like, I don't think it was lack of effort. I just like he's not like you know the most physically impressive guy. He always wins with his head, even when he um, did that in the past. He was very good last year. They made the bad decision to pay him. That's not his fault as Team CTC. You take that money when someone's throwing it at you, and his play declined in a major way this year. So it's like, eh, I don't want to be it-is-what-it-is guy, but like, yeah, that, that, that is uh, what happens. If you don't have it physically, what are you going to do? But I would imagine they'll take their medicine yeah. and get rid of him, and he won't be
0: on the roster. next We talked about this a lot when they signed those contracts. It's always important to remember that age is not a slow descent down a hill to Cliff you're that's good you're good corner. good good bad right yeah yeah it, it, that's all it's, that's how it goes and so uh it's a difficult thing to anticipate and i think they knew the dice they were rolling when they signed slay and bradbury and then obviously they they got hit with it um so yeah so shout out uh uh Devontae, jake elliott brandon graham I thought milton williams had a couple of nice reps
1: yes he had a nice game yeah. he deserved julio so was
0: willing to put the team on his back there while julio was out he was just julio was probably
1: wishing he did not come back that hit look julio did not sign
0: up for this julio signed up for one target one catch eight yards one touchdown that's what julio signed up for that Um, sucks
1: man you 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 think you're done you come in and then you get, and then you suffer a concussion. Which I know, like Chris Collinsworth, I remember whatever he said on that Sunday night game. He didn't seem to think concussions were that serious. He was annoyed
0: that the shout game, out Troy Aikman you know. when Dallas Goddard walked off the field was like, I knew a, I had a center <laughs> oh once who walked off the field, played six more snaps, and his ACL was torn. And I was like, yo, Troy, Troy read the room, Troy. That was wild. We don't You're need
1: right. that, Troy. Mark Stepnowski. That was, that, what a comment, Troy. I, this, this might have been the best game Troy ever called. That that comment notwithstanding. Um, there you go. All right, let's get whatever final notes I have here, and then we can call it a night because I think there's going to be a lot to talk about with this team in the next 72 hours. Last driver, of the first half. Are you serious? I mean, what in God's name were you doing there? I, we oh, I, I,
0: I, I it took me a second to remember what happened. And then yeah. when that drive ended, I was like, oh, <laughs> Shields going to be irate on the pod. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, if it was a competitive game or yeah, if I thought they deserved to go to the next round, I would have spent more time on that. Who cares? Just uh, pathetic. No Jalen Hurts designed runs, I think, in this entire game. Uh, and Troy Aikman. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Troy Aikman was hinting strongly that the knee injury You know, there was more to it than people know, which I think we all know there's, you know, it it was a thing that he dealt with. I'm pretty sick and tired of
0: knowing that there's more to it that I don't know. I agree. I would like to know it.
1: Well, I'm sure we'll know. Now, I thought it it was very interesting. Jaleners was very open about how this finger injury was like affecting him. This wasn't a it's no big deal. I'm good type thing. It was so that Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's all it's all weird. It's all strange.
0: That also was very weird. it, It reeked of setting expectations. Yeah. of setting the bar. Which should right? not be his thing. Yeah. I know. A, a yeah. Very anti-Jalen Hurts, just very anti-football player, right? Average NFL player yeah. has, it, it takes a bullet and it's like, nah, I'm good. I just got to stretch. Like, that's just, that's what it is to be yeah. an athlete, right? Like, that's just exactly. how you behave. For, for Right, we have a sit-down one-on-one conversation. Where he's like, we'll see how things go. <laughs> we'll see how things go. It's throwing a football. You could have done it a lot and you would have some data on what it's like. We'll see how things go.
1: Very weird. And uh, shout out. I thought Z Berm had a good point last week. You know, AJ Brown came out and says, hey, that last play in Seattle, that was on like me in jail and Jaylen improvising. Um, and then Sirianni looked like a fool for us. Like, I mean, Hertz could have said, just said that. Again, yeah. these are things like, you're the franchise quarter. You got paid. No one's like looking down on you. Like you could have just come out and like accountability, right? That's what we want. Listen, if Carson Wentz would have done that, I would have, I would have crushed him. For it. Yeah. now it happened in a weird way where it was like weeks later but uh still i don't like that from the quarterback just come out and say also, we did that and it didn't work yeah and we'll learn from it i mean right
0: and and hertz's hertz's like like follow-up on it was um like there's a bunch of stuff that gets checked that you guys don't know about which firstly right. not helpful to anyone yeah like you basically just said like you know anybody could be i can i can blame anyone for anything anyone can be blamed for anything <laughs> a, anybody might have checked into it which is a mess okay that's not good accountability also just as a side note fairly certain the word check was said on ringer's philly special in the seahawks postgame show talking about that play just oh. a fyi nice. to the I eagles brass and job. offensive leadership pretty sure if it, if it wasn't i'll redact it but i'm pretty sure we did <laughs>
1: There you go. Uh, What else do I have here? Uh, Aikman, just one sentence summing up. You don't see guys running away from defenders to the middle of the field against the Blitz. Thank you, Troy. I've been trying to say it like 14 different ways this season, and that is very well said um, in just one sentence there. Goddard was frustrated at one point. Do you see that? He came over and sat next to Mariota and Hurts and was like saying something to Hurts and then walked away. Now, that was before he got injured, but that was uh, kind of interesting to me. It's like something like that just consistently happens. Uh, yeah, the Bucks had so many drops. I mean, if they don't drop those touchdowns, they might have had 30 points by halftime. Milton Williams, good game, wrote that down. Why, why was Sean, seriously, Sean Desai still has to go to Tampa and sit up there (laughs) and show on TV? Dude, let let me take Sean Desai a little Sicily too. I'll get him a nice veggie club or a paneer pizza or something.
0: (laughs) My God, why are you making him still do this? (laughs) What is happening? why is the coach at the game? Why did they bring him? He doesn't in? do anything. They're not letting him do anything. None of them do anything. Shield. Well, what has Brian true, Johnson too. done? What has Vixiani done?
1: Yeah, that's true too. All right, I think those are all the things that I have. So, lack any final words before we sign off. How do you think um, the rest of the week plays out? Give me that.
0: I uh, I think we'll know what's today. Tuesday. Yeah. Now it's Tuesday, Thursday. Um. Yeah. I think we'll know Sirianni future Thursday. We're getting, we're getting leaks tomorrow for sure, but I think we'll, we'll get an announcement by Thursday.
1: Yeah, I think we get like a nothing definitive over the next 48 mm-hmm. hours. Maybe a report that um, you know Nick Sirianni is scheduled to meet with Jeffrey Lurie on Thursday or Friday or something like that. I know Lurie's got that residence in Florida. I wonder now if he makes... Would he make Nick fly back? I don't. I don't know. Uh, she
0: she has got the plane tracker going. Well, he
1: did this with Peterson. I think Peterson met with him. I believe in his at like his house in Florida. I believe it's going to be clumsy. It's always clumsy with them. It was clumsy with Doug. Now, generally, yeah. the head coach will he do the end of season press conference, which Doug Peterson did, and then Doug Peterson got fired because at the end of season press conference, everyone will be asking Nick brian johnson will we be back matt patricia will be back what's your plan right. have you met with jeffrey are you sure you're you have or are they going to try to learn from that peterson thing and just say if we're going to make a decision let's make a decision or are they going to go through that whole thing so everything is clumsy remember the decide thing they tried to leak you know Ian Rappaport's like they wouldn't even report it as like a job change he's like sean desai right. is going up, to be the coordinator
0: <laughs> matt patricia's title is not changing also yeah. their roles are completely different than they were. Also this has been going on for weeks. It and was like also yeah. Sean Desai is not allowed on the field anymore. Yeah, they were, we're trying like, to okay. spin it.
1: For a second I'm like yeah. wait is Desai just calling the game from the booth is this a field to bo- No wait, mm-hmm. that's not at all what's happening. Uh, he basically got fired. So I think it'll be clumsy. I think it's always point, a mess. Yeah, I I think I think by Sunday or I think I could see a weekend thing. I could see a surprise Saturday or Sunday try to bury it. Uh, with all the other playoff games type things that the Eagles have decided to move on from Nick Sirianni, and then we get a coaching search. If that happens, will
0: obviously be coaching back. search. Good for content, good for the pod. That's true. Team content. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you all asked right. me my last thoughts on the game. My last yeah. thoughts on the game. Or on uh, any- no AJ. No AJ Brown. Julio goes ja- down at halftime. Quez Watkins, three catches for 12 yards.
1: <laughs> Quez had his moment. What was that week eighteen? Was that his moment? I don't know. Sure, this whole season why not? flourished together. I already forgot it. You should all already forget about it. Let's move on to the off season. It's going to be an eventful one. I have a feeling. All right, that'll wrap it up. Thank you to Benjamin Solak. Thank you to Ace Producer Cliff Augustine. Listen, stuff's going to happen this week. I have podcasts to talk about it when it does happen. We're not going far. All right. Solak and I are now going to go to another podcast, Extra Point Taken, on the Ringer NFL feed. uh, And we're going to talk about more football things there. So if you have any interest in listening to that, go ahead and uh, check it out. If not, just go subscribe, uh, rate, review, comment to this and to that one, and uh, we'll call it even. All right. Thanks to everyone who has listened this season. If you are a Depressed Eagles fan, listen, this is part of fandom. You take the good with the bad. This is what happens. Maybe there will be brighter days ahead. We will talk to you soon on the Rinkers Billy Special. must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont and Virginia call 1-800-next-step or text next-step to 53342 in Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in Connecticut 1-800-9-with-it in Indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas one 877 770 stop in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland